Ben Smith, I'm a photographer, and this is my podcast, A Small Voice, Conversations with Photographers. Thanks for listening. Hey folks, how's it going? All good? I hope so. Many thanks for joining me for episode 80 of the podcast. This is Ben and you're listening to a small voice, Conversations with Photographers. Welcome along. Before we start, I feel it only right to make it clear that this episode of the podcast is brought to you by the Charcoal Book Club, the world's first book of the month club dedicated exclusively to photo books. Each month, Charcoal works with the most respected photographers and publishers in the industry to send hand-picked books directly to your door. Whether you're a professional artist or photographer with a stock library, or a novice who's just beginning to build their collection, Charcoal Book Club is an easy and affordable way to stay up to date on the most essential work in contemporary photography. The club offers free shipping to the UK, Canada and the US, and members get exclusive perks such as signed copies, access to rare titles, members only pricing in their online bookstore and more. Happily, Charcoal are still extending a very special introductory offer exclusively to Small Voice listeners when you sign up any photo book of your choice from their library for free. Go to charcoalbookclub.com and use the special code of Small Voice when you sign up to receive your free book for their latest and greatest photo books delivered to your door with free shipping and no hassles. Check out the charcoalbookclub.com where they're on a mission to inform the mind and inspire the soul. As am I on a small voice podcast. If you do like the podcast, please leave a five-star review on iTunes so that others may discover it. And you can also become a patron and sign up for a small monthly recurring subscription or make a larger one-off donation at bensmithphoto.com slash a small voice. So this episode is the annual Photo London Dispatch, which has fast become a bit of a small voice tradition, if you're allowed to say that after three of them, and that includes this one. But nevertheless, it's kind of a thing here. And uh, if by chance this happens to be your very first episode as a listener, you should know that this isn't how it usually goes. It's an exception to the usual long-form interview format. Anyway, in case you don't know, Photo London is a big annual industry trade fair, basically, in which galleries from around the world gather to sell prints. Photographers with books to flog do signings for their fans. The mega-famous have major exhibitions and take part in panel discussions or give talks and presentations. Now, because the cold, dead hand of commerce is laid heavily upon this event, we're all expected to take it terribly seriously. However, because I'm a pathological contrarian, the more seriously I'm expected to take something, the more I'm liable to immediately do the exact opposite. Happily, I'm clearly not the only one who takes that view. And what Photo London is really good for is for photographers to have an excuse to go along, lig about, catch up with old friends over coffee or beers, and talk complete bollocks. So, in honour of that worthy and honourable endeavour, I go along with my microphone and record some of the proceedings. If you don't know who's being talked about or mentioned or who's talking, there are links in the show notes on the website. Without further ado, this is a Small Voice Photo London special for 2018. Hello. Hi, good to see you. Hi, Janice. Everybody. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's Janice from uh, Photographer's Gallery. Ah, oh, my gosh. Here we are, Photo London once again. Just had a hilarious introductory experience whereby I got here in a hurry. Basically badly in need of a cup of coffee. And it's not, it wasn't even open. And there was no press person there to give me my press pass. And 
I was like, well, what about my coffee? Mr. Porter are here again giving you a free coffee every day if you've got a VIP pass or a press pass. So anyway, look, I've got it. I've got my flat white. I'm happy. The sun's shining. I'm in. Why doesn't it open until midday? Isn't that strange? I think it would open at 10 or something. Anyway, I'm finally here. 2018 Photo London. I don't know who I'm going to talk to. I just bumped into Raphael Milak, the first person who um, I saw. Nice to see him. And uh, I don't know, he's gone in to look at some pictures. Which is, in case you didn't know, that's what this is about. Anyway, I'm going to enjoy my coffee and get my head around the prospect of the next 48 hours here in Somerset House. The good old BJP have spotted a marketing opportunity here, giving out their tote bags. A bit of a stealth takeover, so there's a lot of BJP tote bags. However, you know, I, I did take a BJP tote bag, and they're very nice, but I have better tote bags. If you really want a cool tote bag, small voice tote bag, innit? So um, I took the BJP out of the BJP tote bag, put it in the small voice tote bag, of course I did. What else am I going to do? But thanks to the BJP for the tote bag. Usual problem. Been here for an hour now and I have done nothing. I haven't really seen anything either. And it is already overwhelming. I have seen some stuff. I've got to get over it. We're going to look at some Bruce Gildon. Bruce Gildon's got a big exhibition of his massive uh, portraits which have created quite a lot of controversy over the period of which they've been around how's it going you, you, you've got the whole kit on you yeah of course how, how are you what are you up to oh, you're not filming you're not oh hello this is julia hi nice to meet you <laughs> julia fulton batten previously of this podcast what are you up to have you got business to attend to well, I'm just meeting my gallery uh, camera scura. Very important to keep the relationship with the gallery. Huan Kurto, but he's not showing my work this year. Oh. And I think this will be a very good question. Okay, Huan, you're being recorded, and the question is why are really? not why are you not showing Julia Fullerton Batten's work this year in Photo London? Um, no, no comments. <laughs> that's a damning. That's a damning comment. All right. Well, you're on the spot. <laughs> I think you should mo- have more Julia Fullerton Batten. We all need more Julia. How's the Thames project going? Uh, it's busy, it's going well, and I'm um, talking about having an exhibition at the end of this year, yeah. either part of the Thames Festival or maybe Fotografiska, which, uh-huh. who are opening soon. You know the amazing gallery Fotografiska? No. There's one in Stockholm, and they're uh-huh. opening a new space in London and New York, and it's it's an incredible venue, so you, you must look it up. Okay, yeah, all right, great. And you might, you might be having your Thames stuff there. Well, I ha- hopefully, I have a meeting at two o'clock, so awesome. <laughs> I might well, be getting luck. a little bit ahead of myself here. Well, it'd be exciting to see. I mean, I've been keeping an eye on it, and it's looking awesome. It's so amazing. It's what pretty intense. It's quite big production. I can yeah. tell. <laughs> you don't go in for like. It's not just you and a like, is it? No, 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 no. All right. Well, it's good to see you. you I'll see you soon. <laughs> Julia Fulton Batten. Bye. Oh, Alice Tomlinson. 
Yeah, congratulations. You just won the, what was it? Sony World Sony Photographer World Ever World. Best <laughs> in the History of the Planet. What was it? Sony, I think the official title is Sony World Photographer of the Year 2018. Wow, that sounds pretty impressive. It is impressive. So, so you knew you'd won your category? Yeah, but I'm not supposed to know. You weren't supposed to know? No, I knew I'd won my category, but other people weren't supposed to know that I'd won my category, if right. that makes sense. Yes, so I'm all so. the category, category winners did know in advance. So we were kind of prepped because we had to do press and all that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, no one, they kept it a very big secret in terms of who won the overall Photographer of the Year award. So that's why when we did the press day, we all had our images and actually I had three images and I thought, oh, that's a slightly odd choice in terms of the series. I wouldn't have necessarily picked those three, but I was, you know, pretty happy with it. But there was a whole room that was locked with Photographer of the Year on. So it wasn't until the next day we went back and they were like, this is your room. And I was like, wow, I've got my own room at Somerset House. So it was, uh, yeah, huge surprise. So they did a very good job of keeping it re a real secret as well because also the woman from the Guardian had got in touch and they said oh they were doing a feature about British photographers in the Sony and I thought oh why do they she's really asking a lot of questions you know she's really interested in the project and why do they want a headshot as well this is a bit odd um, obviously now I know why because she actually knew in advance um, so they did a feature about the winner yeah oh man so everyone knew apart from you more yeah but they kept it a good secret I just I had thought I had no chance so I didn't even really consider it and you ended up on Newsnight which is quite a big deal I know I still Kirsty Watt said my name which was like the most exciting thing because I just love her I think she's amazing and they did a really kind of sensitive piece on Newsnight they came down the uh, producer and the cameraman and they really spent a lot of time looking at the work and I thought I'd actually got binned for Arsene Wenger because he had uh, <laughs> he'd announced his retirement oh, yeah. on the same day. You almost, you almost got bumped. Yeah, I did. Yeah, and I thought, oh, and then it, so I didn't even know it was going to be um, going to be aired. And then they said about Arsene Wenger, which went on a bit, and I thought I've definitely got binned. And then they said, then they did the papers, and I thought, oh, I've definitely got binned. And then they said, and finally, and she said something like a great British success story, and I was like, oh my god, that's me. And then yeah, appeared so on the screen. So what's it been like then? It's been quite surreal the whole experience. It has. It's been really weird. Like, it's been really exciting, but you kind of get thrown into this PR, like, juggernaut, and um, they really go for it. It's only in the, the World Press organisation in terms of getting you loads of interviews and international press, and I wasn't really prepared for it at all, which in a way was good, because I think if I'd had time to think about being on the news and news night and stuff, I would have got really, you know stressed out about it but it really didn't give me time to prepare but perhaps in a sense that was good but yeah it's been a, it's probably been like the weirdest few weeks of my life <laughs> wow but in a good way in a really exciting way yeah but it has it's definitely been strange I just wasn't really expecting it and the amount of press that comes along with it as well um, particularly I think because I was only the second Britain to win and being a female you know it kind of garnered more press than it would have done um, yeah right and the first Britain was Vanessa Winship yeah which is amazing because I'm a huge fan of her work she's one of my favourite photographers I really really love her really love her work so she won the first one and that was in Cannes in 11 years ago it was so they had the first one in Cannes and they kind of have this massive glitzy ceremony um, and then they had it in London so it was at the uh, Park Lane Hilton and was fancy screens and black tie and yeah 700 people so it was a huge event so it was actually very embarrassing when they called my name because then I knew I had to do a speech and kind of had to try and remain calm and, and dignified whilst kind of feeling very shocked. Uh, yeah. It's good practice. So yeah. what, well, what is the project for, for those people who haven't seen it? What's the project about? <clears throat> so uh, the project is called Ex Voto and an Ex Voto is an offering left as a sign of devotion at pilgrimage sites. So it started because I went to Lourdes, which is obviously a really well-known pilgrimage site in, in France and was very interested in 
what people were doing there, what were their motivations, but also the landscape had this very kind of special quality to it. It was, yeah. felt very peaceful, quite mysterious and very timeless. So it's about the relationship really between the ex-votos themselves, which are the still lives, the, p- the portraits of the pilgrims who go there, and then the wider landscapes. And I then expanded it to two other um, Christian pilgrimage sites in Poland and in Ireland as well. It's black and white and it's, you shot it on a big camera. It's all shot on large format black and white, yeah, analogue. So I actually started the project um, shooting on medium format colour and it just wasn't working. So I spent three years of it not working and nearly ready to give up altogether um, because I felt I'd seen those images before. They were more kind of, not classic documentary, but it was kind of reportage documentary shots of, of Lourdes because Lourdes is, you know, definitely a weird place. I mean, it is a strange place. But I felt that it wasn't really capturing this kind of aura and this mystery that I felt when I was there. So I then went back with a large format camera and it just slowed everything down. You know, it's kind of quiet photography, it's slow photography. You work in a much more considered way. So it's a completely different approach and it really suited mm. the subject So how amazing that you made that decision and then all the things that then came of it. But like, was that really hard to just like sort of start again after three years? Because I think that's a really interesting thing that can happen where you, you, know, you have to have the kind of courage to go, fuck it, this, is, this isn't working, I've got to start again. Yeah. I think there was something, I knew that there was potential there for something really special and something really good. And it wasn't, I didn't, sometimes I thought, is it a complete, have I just wasted three years visiting this place and not really getting anything? But I realised in a way that I needed that time to understand the landscape and the people in order to go back and actually make work that I felt worked in the way I wanted it to. So, although I kind of think back, think, oh God, I spent so much money on trips and processing all that film and they're never, ever going to be part of the project. It was almost like I needed that for the research and the basis of the project. And it's almost, I sometimes think with long-term projects that you need things to not quite work or to go wrong and to then enable you to kind of get it right and to reevaluate things and go in a direction that that finally works. So it feels like it's been a real kind of slog. I'm so glad, obviously, I didn't give up with it because at one point I was ready to shelve it altogether. But I kind of knew there's something that kept drawing me back. It's a very kind of unique place and I kept feeling that I was, I was close to getting something and I wasn't quite getting it. So, um, so yeah, in a way, the three years of it not working meant that it yeah, was then it did work. To, yeah, so it was, in a way, it was all part of the process. Definitely. Yeah. And also during that time, I, did, I studied anthropology. I did an MA in anthropology, which also really, because I really wanted to enrich the work. And I think that really affected how I kind of understood pilgrimage. Mm. As a, yeah. But are you a person of faith yourself or is it just you're taking a kind of objective mm. look? Um, I'm not. I'm not at all. I was brought up in a really atheist um, kind of a lefty household in Brighton um, so the church and faith has never been a part of my life but I think that's partly what drew me to it because mm. I really wanted to try and understand why people have such a strong sense of devotion and what it means to them and although it hasn't con- kind of converted me in any way I haven't become Catholic or Christian um, but there is something very moving about these places and it, I do think without sounding too hippie that they can kind of be transformative even if you're not religious mm. so yeah, I think it can affect you as a person but you don't necessarily have to have the religious side of it right so uh, of all the things that could come out of this winning this award because it is quite quite a well publicized prize um what what are the things that you're going to sort of try and focus on and and, and kind of make the most of being the sony best photographer ever (laughs) person it means that but um i i have to really try and be try and be fairly kind of strategic in a way i suppose with how i deal with this i don't have an agent i don't have a gallery so it's been quite a lot, it's been quite overwhelming and deciding what's important, what's not and what direction do I want to go in. Um, I mean, I really hope that as a result of this that I can focus more on my personal work. Obviously, I have got a decent amount of prize money, which will 
come in really be very useful it's 25,000 bucks yes so it's a lot of, I haven't got paid I haven't actually got it yet so I need to chase them up but I'm, I will get it um, so that I mean I've invested so much in the project over the years that at least I'm getting some of that back and I think I'll continue to put it into the project but it gives me it allows me a kind of cushion so I don't have to run around like a lunatic doing commercial jobs that I don't really want to do I can actually take some space and some time out to think about what I want to do um, I am going to be getting a book published of the work which I'm really excited about tell us a bit about that um I don't know if I'm safe to say, I should say who it's with. Okay, all right, it's under wraps, <laughs> I mean, folks. No, I'm not that anyone's that bothered, but just because um, I haven't, like... It's early contractual days. stuff, yeah, it's early days. But I've got a great publishers who I'm, I'm really, really happy with, and I think they really understand the work, and I think they'll publish something very beautiful, mm. so... So if nothing else, that's pretty awesome to, to yeah. get, you know, because yeah. p- possibly the, the profile that it's given you has, has put you on people's radar in a way that, Definitely. you know, wasn't The exposure performing. they get is enormous, like international internationally in terms of press in terms of tv so definitely in, if, you know for people wanting to kind of raise their profile or photographers increasing exposure it's it's huge so definitely it it just opens doors it makes it easier to get in touch with people um, people respond in a different way now so um yeah already it's definitely created some kind of exciting opportunities that i wouldn't necessarily have had before well congratulations alice it's well deserved fantastic um, awesome job and and look forward to seeing the book when it yeah, finally comes to I, light i will let you know definitely yeah thanks alice Thank yeah you. what i do neil mcdiamond good to see you sir uh i wander about and i and i uh see who i come across and then you are the person i've come across in the edward Batinsky uh, exhibition i thought i better have a look because you know he is the the kind of whatever it is master of um ceremonies or something pretty sizable images i don't i don't really know him very well do you i don't know anything about edward bertinsky at all really but i've seen his pictures a little bit this is a diametrical opposite of what you do in a way well that's why i quite like them i don't know how he does it i imagine that he's my children play this thing called Fortnite, which is a game which is quite viral and i see a lot of similarities between this sort of photography he does He's like he's built this huge tower and he's taking pictures from a huge tower and that's what they do in these games it's kind of like not real the pictures i quite like them yeah they've got a bit of scale to them haven't they i'm not going to pass comment because i haven't actually looked at them properly i'd rather talk to you at the moment um how's it going it's all going brilliantly i i love since i last spoke you've become a major rock star you had the uh inaugural exhibition at the martin parr foundation that's got to be a good thing yeah that was good but i'm not a rock star you know when i, you know, I always wanted to be a rock star if i could play honky-tonk piano in a, in a country and western band that would be better than being a photographer but I can't do that so I'm not a rock star but yeah no things have been good uh, Martin Parshall was really exciting it was a lot of work and it was a bit daunting but I enjoyed it and uh, I've got some pictures in London Nights uh, show at the Museum of London which is a really really nice show if you're around it yeah I missed the I wasn't uh, able to come to the uh, opening but otherwise I would have and I will get down there right were you invited <laughs> I assume I'm invited to everything, Neil. Yeah, no, it was good actually. I, I didn't get a chance to look through it because I was so a bit late getting there. But it is worth going along if you can. I'd really. I'd no, it does. Sound, it does sound really cool. There's some good stuff down there. Yeah. How's it going with town to town then? So I, actually, I want a copy. By the way, I don't know if you got any. Uh, yeah, I'll send you one. Um, no, no, I want to no, buy one. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm yeah, serious. No, it's, it's going good actually. I think I've sold most of them, but um, it's been good, and you know. So these things, you do something, and I've done a couple before that. You've got to keep pressing on, so I've got other ideas coming. You've got one or two other, maybe maybe another, something slightly different. But, yeah, keep going is the story, you know, keep, keep pressing. So, yeah, that's been good, yeah. 
Brilliant. Well, I'm going to have a look at these massive Batinsky things and try and figure out what they're all about. Okay, and I'm, I'm just going to go for my honky-tonk piano uh, lesson this afternoon. So, yeah. Stick with the photography, man. It seems to be going quite well. <laughs> right. See you soon. See you, mate. Bye, Neil. Okay, I've arrived for day two, and um, I'm getting coffee, as one does, and uh, yesterday was a bit rubbish, to be honest, I didn't have very much time, and um, i just come across a table full of photographers, three of whom are previously of this podcast, Harry Borden's here, Annie Collins, Muir Vidler, and also Tom Craig, who will be a future guest, I hope, and um, I don't know what they're talking about, they're talking partly about the royal wedding. Um, some of you may be waiting to hear from Matt Stewart, who's a sort of uh, a kind of photo London stalwart. But uh, Matt is shooting the Royal Wedding for Time magazine, I believe. And um, Abby Trailer Smith is also shooting the Royal Wedding. So, you know, good luck to them. Um, I barely knew that it was happening. And I think that's obviously the only sensible way forward. Yeah, karaoke. Has anyone actually seen any photography yet? I know that's kind of, you know. We're just talking about karaoke. That's Tom Craig, who has not yet done podcast, but will do. Harry, how are you? I'm very well, thank you, Ben. What are you down for? Are you going to look at some work or are you just going to mooch about? Uh, well, I was doing a whistle-stop tour of galleries. Uh, I was here for my sort of inclusion in the KKF uh, event last night. Oh, yeah, what is that? Tell us about that. What's the KKF? Uh, well, the Kaisner Krauss Foundation of Book Awards. So uh, my book was long-listed, so it was in the top ten books, photography books of last year. So awesome. That's Survivors. That's right, yeah. Survivor, a portrait of the survivors of the Holocaust. Wonderful. So you're in the top ten, so that's a nice honour. And um, what you, how are you going to approach this chaos that is Photo London? Um, just really kind of whiz round the event in double quick time because I've got to drive back to Devon to pick up my kid from, from school because Abby's covering the Royal Wedding. <laughs> yeah, so I hear, so I hear. I just said that. And um, yeah, well, you've got to go a hell of a lot further to do the school run than I did yesterday. I don't know what I'm complaining about. How are you, Annie? Okay. Good, good. Uh, are you, are you, have you got an agenda? Have you looked at what's going on? Are you going to like do it in a kind of methodical way or are you just going to sit and drink coffee? Uh, I'm probably going to sit and drink coffee. I have a slightly mixed view of Photo London. What is that mixed view? I don't know. I just find it a bit icky gallery-ish. Yeah, and I think a lot of people have that. It's quite yeah. a hard one to articulate, but it, it, yeah. it's definitely, there's something about that. I don't know, I, you know. If people can sell expensive prints, then why not? I, I'm sure we'd all like to be doing that. Um, Tom, you can probably sell expensive prints. Well, you, I'm, have you been down here before? I have been down here, but I think icky gallery-ish is quite a good description. And it's not necessarily a place, um, a natural place for photographers, oddly. Yeah, I think that's true. And it's also not a very natural place to look at work either. I think it's kind of, it's just too overwhelming. You can't, you just stop seeing it after a while. Muir, good to see you, sir. What, what brings you down here? Thank you. I thought I'd just come down and show my face and just spread a bit of love. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm thinking, <laughs> what, I, what I do forget, sometimes I find it that I haven't been looking at enough photography, which I kind of forget. I got caught up in my own little world. Photography is such a... I mean, it's, you're a one-man band a lot of the time, so 
it's very easy to just be very inward looking then every now and then I think you know what I should be looking at a lot more photography just not necessarily just for inspiration but just out of interest too so um, I haven't made it any further than Mr Porter for a free coffee but um, I'm just stealing myself and trying to open my mind wide uh, and then I'm going to run around and just try and see as much as I can I think that's a good plan the coffee is definitely the best the best way to start that process but yeah I think I, I think that's a good way to go well thank you all See you later. Uh, see you inside. George Giorgio, how are you, sir? Oh, very well, thanks. What's going on with um, Americans Parade? Let's talk about that. Uh, it's, still, uh, it's still kind of brewing. I'm still trying to make a, a book. I'll, I think I'll give it one more go with a big mainstream publisher, and if that doesn't work out, I think I might crowdfund it and do it myself. Which you did last time with, uh, with your London book, Last Stop. Yeah, and I think, I mean, it's great to have con- complete control over the work, how, how it looks. I mean, I'm kind of quite a long way down that process anyway with uh, the same print house in, uh, in Istanbul. So I'm kind of torn anyway because he's kind of been very dedicated to, to making the book, mm. even though I've sort of said I don't know if I will make it with you because if it goes with um, uh, the one mainstream publisher that I'm thinking of, then I don't have control who will print it right okay so yeah you're sort of in their hands once that happens mm. so that's happening and did you just have a show with Vanessa the missus Vanessa Winship yeah we just uh, we, we showed together for it's the second time we've ever shown together I think once we showed together in uh, Italy in the museum and that was our turkey work my fault lines and Vanessa's sweet nothings and this uh, this time we, we put our uh, American work together so it's really nice it was Vanessa she dancing on Jackson and my uh, American parades uh, and, and it's, they complement each other so well. Yeah, I was going to say, you, I kind of hadn't really occurred to me, but they just work together, don't they? Yeah, and I think the way that, I mean, the space was fantastic because it was a kind of big, uh, it's in the, the History Museum in, in Tbilisi and, and the room is really large. So I was able to kind of put eight um, kind of wallpaper prints, uh, mm. two and a half metres uh, each. And I think I had four on each end and then Vanessa had the long walls with, you know, her much quieter... Uh, mm. images that's a show that should uh, hopefully go elsewhere if you, if you can sort of you know keep it as a joint thing and, and maybe see where else it might appear yeah I, would, I mean I'd love to, to show it together I mean it kind of to me it's always made sense that Vanessa and my work in different places kind of complements each other and it's you know two very different perspectives but mm. the, there's a kind of a, a lot of crossover it's you know maybe the visual language is slightly different but the connections are, are, are there yeah, no, definitely. So, how are you uh, with the book thing? Are you putting the? Have you edited and have you sequenced? Have you kind of gone down that road? So far, are you still kind of playing with it? No, I think I'm pretty clear on how it's going to look and uh, the size of it. Uh, mm. I think there's a kind of minimum size. There's some technical issues with the way I want to make it because I don't want to make a book. I mean, the images need to be seen fairly large because this this so much detail, detail yeah, yeah 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 so it's uh so i'm gonna need to go over the over a double page and because i have so many faces it's uh it, you know it's it's not a problem of lying the book flat but it's a question of how the the two pages are lying and there's no way you can control that it's uh oh, okay yeah but you know what yeah so i'm thinking maybe some a few gatefolds not too many because uh, you know, ideally every page would be a gatefold, but that's too much, uh, too much work. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh man, I'm looking forward to seeing it when it finally arrives, regardless of whether that's uh, self-published or 
with the mainstream publisher, who's uh, I, who I should, should imagine will remain anonymous for now. Yeah, yeah, we'll do. <laughs> <laughs> okay, mate. Very good to see you. Vanessa. Hello. Hello. Tell us about the... Uh, <laughs> don't say no. People want to know about how it's going. You're going to have a huge exhibition at the Barbican. How are the preparations going for that? Um, they're, they're pretty... I'm, I'm pretty much on track. The only real anxiety or the sort of exciting bit is I'm putting in something new. And um, it's new and it's, it's work in progress, so it's not finished, which of course is, is a risk to show something new, but I kind of wanted to take a risk. And so I'm still in the process of, one, thinking about um, what it is that I'm doing and what I think I'm doing. Um, and yeah, I have a number of... Um, not just photographs so I have some sort of sculptural pieces for want of a better word Um, lots of ephemera that's it really good did I hear you say something about you've been doing some colour yes well that's that's very uh, radical for you so uh, is that the new work it's going to be partly colour it's 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 partly colour um but it also does include black and white. It's a com- it's a sort of um, in in a certain way. It's it's kind of sort of throwing everything up in the air and and saying, okay, I can explore the medium in a in a different way. So it's 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 both color and black and white. I haven't completely departed from working in black and white, but it also includes. Um, work that I've made with my iPhone or my mobile phone should I say because I don't have an iPhone Um, and a digital camera and and oh wow so you've gone the whole I I can't even say what digital camera it is it's just a uh, a camera it could be a washing machine yeah well you'd have trouble taking a picture with it but um, I don't think that matters but it does seem like you're genuinely genuinely feeling a little vulnerable about sort of putting out new stuff and and whether that will be well received given that like you say it's not going to be complete work yeah I mean I think it's good to be vulnerable yeah me too I think it's um, I think it's very very necessary to, to in fact I think that if I were to characterise my work, I, th- I think it's a lot about vulnerability. And so in a, in a sense, this is almost a sort of continuation of that um, necessary vulnerability, really. Uh, no one wants to feel vulnerable, but I think it's, I think it's very, it's okay to be vulnerable. No, definitely. No, I agree. I think that's, that's, that, that is very much part of what you, you, you know, you do. Is this the most prestigious sort of show you've ever had, do you think? Um, well, yes, yes, of course. Uh, I mean, what I will say is that I had um, a so-called mid-career survey and 
in um, in Spain, which which travelled. Um, it tra- it travelled throughout Spain and onto the islands and into Italy. Um, but somehow it's it's different to be showing work in your home country. Mm. And so, yeah, in that in that respect, it's. Yeah, it's important for me. Yeah, and I have heard it said by many people that British photographers are not very well uh, supported in a way in their own on their own home turf. Do you think is that is there something in that? Um, I think that probably is true. Uh, that that there has been um, fewer spaces for British photographers to to show their work in a, in a major institution. I mean, I don't, I don't think that it's necessary the remit of an institution to show British photographers just because they happen to be British. It's about the conversations about um, photography, but also about the world that we we live in. So, but yeah, I think I think there has been a kind of lack of. Um, support in in many ways not 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 completely i mean there are um, in, in fact i would say that the the pendulum seems to be kind of turning and if if you if you're to look at um, what's happening right now in fact there are there are several um, galleries and institutions um, I think the Photographers' Gallery, for one, um, Side Gallery, um, but there, there, are, there are several who, who are about to... I mean, Flowers, I think, is showing... Is Michael Wolf. Yep, yep. I'm hoping to talk to Michael. Um, I don't know if I will, but I did speak to the people at Flowers yesterday. But, um, yeah, so it's... it's um, so there's 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 a there's a kind of consciousness about 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 that, and of course Martin Parr has, you know, his his um, he has a long history of collecting British photography, mm. or at least work from Britain. Mm. I was just talking to George, your other half, about your joint show. Which sounds great. I think that, you know he, he made the point that your work does really go together. He, his his stuff from America, Americans Parade, and your stuff from America. She dances on Jackson. Do you think? Do you think we might have another joint show elsewhere? It it would be it would be really incredible to do that. We um, I, I don't know whether George mentioned it, but we were in Tbilisi. Yeah. Um, a couple of weeks ago, and. Um, one might say it's a peripheral place, but where is the periphery? Mm. Um, and it was the first time that we showed... It's not the first time we've showed our work together. Um, we've had one other occasion to to do that. But, um, no, it, it, I mean, it makes... In a sense, it's a sort of no-brainer. I mean, we've spent the last 35 years together and we've travelled together and we've grown up together... Um, both as human beings and as as um, as photographers, and and you know we have navigated this space, and sometimes um, George has said we're half-time photographers. I mean, 
that's that's not true but we've kind of in a, in a sense taken it in turns and supported one another uh, and I think that's quite important for um, in a sense for other people to think about not in terms of uh, not necessarily in terms of us but in terms of the whole notion of um, of um, photographers being these kind of lone wolves and so I think that that kind of encourages a sort of um, a, a space where people will feel they have to go alone and take completely unnecessary risks mm. so um, so I think it's really important to to, to think about um, how it's possible that we can work together and, and, and create um, very different work but but work in a way that that has its own dialogue. Um, so yeah, hopefully. Good, yeah, I think that'll be awesome. Um, but certainly I'm looking forward to the Barbican show, which um, listeners in the UK, or in London at least, will, will hopefully be able to see. And um, when when it goes up, we're going to have a little walk around and a talk for the podcast. I'm putting you on the spot now, but I, I, want, the, I want the listeners to know you heard it, heard it here first, folks. <laughs> we're going to do that, aren't we? Yes. There you go. See, I knew you'd be able to do this. Thank you very much for talking to me. It's lovely to see you. Likewise. <laughs> Thank you, Ness. Sound bites off you. Uh, yes. What about? <laughs> <laughs> what about? <laughs> David Monteleone. Well, have you got some work on show? Yeah, I do actually. I have two pieces in my gallery. Swiss gallery called Elandi. It's on the new part. It's the terrace gallery, uh, which nobody knows apparently, uh, because it's a new thing. Uh, so oh yeah, I've been over there. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so I have two pieces. One is a little installation, and another one is a platinum print, actually. Uh, okay. But the work called uh, a new Silk Road is a story about this new Chinese initiative to build a new connection around the world and conquer the world without shooting a bullet. <laughs> oh, nice. I like the idea of that. Is that a new project? Is that an ongoing piece of work? Uh, yeah, I did the first part last year for the end of last year for The New Yorker. It was like a portfolio of 12 pages in New Yorker, which is like pretty unusual. Uh, and I'm trying to do a second part now, mainly like China and Pakistan. Um, yeah, but I, I mean, it's, it's, it's a long thing. You know when you start, you never know when you finish. <laughs> oh, exactly. And you've got to fund it yourself, or how's that going to work? Um, well, the first part was actually, thanks to founded by the New Yorker, so they paid for everything. Um, the second part, I'm still working it. Like, right. Yeah, it's always a struggle of, you know, what we do. Yeah, of course. Um, print sales, do you, is that quite an important element of your income or is that something that's not very um, common for you? It is becoming. Uh, I wouldn't say it's uh, like very important. I mean, I still about, you know, I still get more, more most of my money funding thing, like, you know, just grant uh, awards and uh, financing from other things. But it's becoming more and more important. The problem is with this is like, that it's pretty random. I mean, you, you, you cannot predict it, how it's going to be next year or next month. Uh, which is a bit strange. Uh, fair may be useful for galleries, but not really for artists, because everyone is very busy trying to sell, of course. So they're not; they don't have really time to talk with you. Um, and generally, I'm more interested in producing rather than selling. So um, I'm trying to meet people to 
to continue your job rather than to sell whatever already done. Right, right. Pretty bad with that. <laughs> well, thanks for chatting, David. Thank you. That's a more posh one than you brought around my house. Same one. Stuart Friedman, good to see you, sir. Hello. How's it going? You, how, how's the... Um, How's the Englishman Neil going? Uh, slippery little fella, but it will well, I think, yeah. Yeah, good. things are good. Things that sun's out, and um, this is interesting, isn't it? Yeah, have you been down here before? No, oh, first time. I did Parry Photo uh, end of last year, which was a bit bigger, but everyone was speaking French, so this is slightly easier. You're going to do some signing later? Half past three uh, on the Dowie Lewis stand. Good. Yeah, um, and if I can remember how to sign my name, all will be well. Good. Yeah. I'm, I'm around now, so I'll Good. see you there. Excellent, excellent. I saw Dowie knocking about. I think, oh. he's, on the, I think he's on the stand. Yeah. Good. All right, nice to chat. Are you live? Yeah. No, not live, but you know. But live-ish. You're going to cut this later, I presume. Yeah. I'm here with Peter Bialabreski. Hello, Peter. Hello. It's very good to meet you. Um, what are you up to here? Have you got any work on show? No, I don't have work and show, but um, I used to live in London in the early 90s and I'd like to have a reason to come here. And I was giving a talk at the Martin Parr Foundation on Monday, did some teaching in Bristol. So it's kind of the logical way back to Hamburg. Oh, right. Okay, so you were based here for a while, so you know London. Yeah, I knew London in 91, 92. And when I look around, it's changing so much. It's incredible. Yeah, no, it really is. Well, what are you working on? Is there anything, uh, any projects ongoing? Um, at the moment, really, I'm, I'm working on a lot of exhibitions. I think I have about 13 exhibitions this year, including group shows, and I have to do preparations of that. I just finished a big project on Germany, Die Zweite Heimat, which was first shown from September onwards in the House of Photography in Hamburg, and the book was published, and the, the show travels to Frankfurt, Berlin, Cologne, and I do these um, small diaries, the city diaries. I just finished the Zurich diary. Um, and um, I'm actually thinking of doing a London diary. Oh, really? That would be great. Yeah. yeah. Um, did this process of, um, you know, doing all the stuff that isn't actually shooting pictures, do you kind of enjoy that stuff or do you find that a bit of a chore? No, I think it's, it's, it's part of the job, you know, because um, as an artist, I'm, I'm interested in controlling my output and my outcome. So I make my own prints and, so, you know, I choose the framers and um, I go to hang the shows with the curators. Of course, not all of them, not all the sort of group shows around the world. But um, so, yeah. I don't enjoy like, you know, somebody needs another press photograph from this project and you have to find it on your hard drive. I don't yeah. enjoy that. But No one enjoys that, do they? Have you had a chance to have a look around here yet? Yeah, I spent most of all day here yesterday and um, I've seen in the first, in the morning I was a bit overwhelmed. I was a bit, I was also a bit shocked because I felt a lot of... Um, the new abstract is a bit superficial and even more now because we just saw the um, abstract show at the Tate Modern um, where the whole thing has a base in history and here sometimes you feel just people don't like the image anymore and I spilled some chemicals on it. It's a kind of a, probably a bit unfair to say. But. And what, what about stuff that you would recommend? Anything you like? Yeah, uh, there's a, um, almost a one-man show at um, an, an, uh, in the tent on the terrace by um, 
Slovak photographer Martin Koller mm -hmm. um, and I always loved Martin Koller's work since I, I think in, in, in the early 2000 I saw a picture of his of a family having a barbecue on a, on a Tesco's car park in Slovakia and it's just one of those images that has stuck with me forever and he continues to take images which have a certain edge they're kind of they're funny but they're not sort of can't laughter funny you know that's a, you you need a moment because you think oh this could be an installation and then you think oh no it's just a photograph did he find it did he make it you know so it's it's really something he's kind of to to say it in art speak questioning reality in a funny way that's great i'm gonna go and have a look at that um because I, I i haven't seen that yet and i will i will seek it out and i'll put a link to martin's uh Web, uh, website or whatever on, on the show notes so people can see. Thank you so much for talking Peter, it was lovely Thank to meet you. you. I hope we get a chance to do a proper interview for the, for the podcast in the future. Yeah, let's do that. Yes. Hello Suan. Hello. You love my little visits, don't you? I've come to talk to you again. Okay. Who won the MacBook Award yesterday? That's a question. The winner is, hi, he said, Tommy Yasu. Okay. Is the book here? Yes. Let me see. We're in the MacBooks um, section, and they had their award last night, first book award. Um, just over there, sorry. Okay. Just going to have a look at the winner. Hayahisa Tomiyasu. So this book <laughs> is an intriguing little thing, and it's people um, interacting with a, a table tennis table, one of those outdoor table tennis tables. I, can't, I think it's kind of cool. There's quite a lot of humour in it, isn't there? But it's all shot from exactly the same perspective. How can you um, describe a book, really, unless you know what you're doing? I, I don't, personally. <laughs> well, anyway, you can check out the Mac First Book Award on the Mac website, probably, and see um, a selection of the shortlisted finalists. Last night was interesting. Magnum had a have a new um, exhibition and book out called Home, which is a sort of group project, which was um, kind of sponsored by Fuji, and um, they had a little opening for that. And it's a good project. You can uh, you can look at some very interesting videos online if you just Google Magnum Home, and everyone did a little video that was involved with that project and also Stuart Smith who's the book designer who did the book who's very well known in this country at least and probably throughout the world but if you're interested in books and book design you should uh, maybe have a look at his video because he's a really interesting character and knows his stuff uh, so yeah the home book is worth looking at uh, 16 different Magnum photographers all interpreting the word home in their own individual way and uh, that was quite good fun last night and then it was the Deutsche Bourse Prize uh, announcement and I can't remember the name of the geezer who won it which is useless right I've checked it's Luke Willis Thompson sorry Luke Luke Willis Thompson won the Deutsche Bourse congratulations to Luke it's a big deal and uh, yeah, that was announced yesterday.
Hello, Tom. Hello. How's it going? Yeah, good. Really well, thanks. You're not dressed as a furry today? Uh, no, but I've got some furry material with me. Oh, so I see. Oh, yeah, Bright orange, orange furry material. Yeah, I've also got I've also got this rainbow coloured furry material, which will be for the, we were going to use that for the slipcases of the book for the Kickstarter that I just successfully launched and funded. Nice plug. Well done. You got it in. <laughs> it's called at home with the furry. Why have you got a non-small voice tote bag? Um, well. Uh, no, no excuses. <laughs> you s- oh, I've you got, got a Br- you. you got a BJP one as well, which I also got yesterday. But uh, it's not the right tote. I like the furry stuff. Is that going on the slipcase? The rainbow stuff. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Oh, that's gonna be Hemp's awesome. How, what's the latest? You are. Uh, let's uh, remind the listeners. You just recently funded your book on Kickstarter. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank it you. went to the wire. I feel it was uh, touch and go. Was it nerve wracking? It was the most. Uh, it- exhilarating and hardest experience in my professional career really that much yeah i do believe it i'm not being uh try about it. it it is very stressful but well done man oh thank you um what's the next phase then uh next phase is to send the book to the printers that's the important bit you can't <laughs> you've got to actually do that at some point otherwise no, it no, doesn't no, happen the, uh, the, so the backers get it in august and then we're going to publish it in september and so far that's all that's all the news that's new and approved <laughs> Excellent. Awesome. Thank you for updating us, Tom. Good to see you, mate. Cheers, Have a nice. good one. Tom Broadbent just did a book, which is a very particular project about people who like to dress in kind of head to foot in furry animal costumes. Oh, I, I can't do it justice. You've got to look into it. You know, you've got to see it, really, to believe it. Very interesting and um, quite eccentric, you know, in a very English way. Let's let's have a little word with Jenny Lewis. Hey, Jenny. How's it going? I like the sunglasses. Lovely day, isn't it? (laughs) Oh, bloody hell. That's terrible timing, whoever that is. Jenny's taking a phone call now. That's that's how how high on the priorities I am. So, um, who else can I talk to while she takes a phone call? What about these geezers? Hello, mate. How are you doing? Good afternoon. What's what, what brings you down here? School trip. Interesting. Interesting. Because it's thirty quid to get in, and I I like the fact that there are people you know of your age who can come. Thirty quid. I presume you're getting in for free. Uh, I don't actually know the expense of it, but I assume so. What are you doing? Studying photography? Yeah, photography A level. Excellent. What kind of work are you into? Uh, well, we're doing separate themes at the moment, and the themes I've chosen is portraiture. Portraiture. Yeah, so I'm studying portraiture at the moment. I've had a look around and I've just taken notes and on portrait photographers that I'm keen to look at. Who do you fancy looking at? I mean, like, do you seek out other people's work and, uh, you know, take influence from it? Uh, Yeah, well, I'm studying Edward Curtis and Steve McCurry at the moment and I'm comparing and contrasting the two. But I've looked at other photographers to see what they can give. Yeah, there's a lot of good portrait photographers out there. There's a lot of good portrait photographers walking around. You might not recognise them necessarily, but... Um, do you listen to the Sm- uh, Small Voice podcast? No, I don't normally listen to podcasts. Right, you need to rectify that immediately, and um, I will um, show you the way. Good to meet you. What's your name, sir? Uh, Ollie Paisley. Nice to meet you, Ollie. I hope you enjoy the show. Thank you very much. There were some A-level students who do not know about a Small Voice podcast. 
for reasons which frankly elude me. Hi, Hi Jenny. Ben. Are you doing live? Not live, as it were. I'm not. I haven't got are a you, satellite are you link. On and off? I'm. I'm recording. Okay. Yeah. Oh, you are. Yeah. But that's all going to be edited out. <laughs> yeah. Bluffing <laughs> on. Probably. What did you want to? What were you doing? Oh, how's it going? Really good, thanks. Have you seen any work? I've seen some amazing work. Seriously. I'm quite excited about. Yeah. Tell me. Tell me. Yeah. Um, in the Rose Gallery, in the corner over there, um, there's an artist who she's showing called Joanne Callas and it's work that was made in the 70s but it looks like it's so contemporary it could be it could be made now it's absolutely phenomenal so it's really exciting to see someone new who you don't really know anything about them and then I sat there and I looked through all her books and Rose told me the history of how um, Joanne came to her with this box of negatives and was like oh you probably won't be interested but it's absolutely incredible work really tender and beautiful and haunting and scary and like intriguing and I don't think you know I don't think she's had a big show in England ever I mean not that you know this is four prints on the wall but it's like wow think of the curators that are going around if they they feel as excited as I do about it maybe that would be a show or she could be part of a group show or I don't know it's just really exciting to see something that really sort of gets you excited. Yeah, I mean, can but I say excited anymore in one sentence? I, can I tell you, <laughs> you how? Get the vibe? Do you can know I tell I mean? you? I really how like it. It's unbelievably really good. nice. Everyone should see it. It is to have someone with some enthusiasm, with some genuine oh, passion, for, who's going instead of going. Is actually no, it's really good. You know, I'm in so fact, glad look, I asked. Turn, you. turn this off and go and have a look at it. And okay. Rose is in the queue over there, but so wait till she gets back because she'll tell you the stories that go behind it. So Rose like, is the gallerist. Yeah, and the gallery is called Rose, yeah. and she's just the most beautiful, gorgeous New York lady. And the photographer is Joanne Callas. All right, well that, that's I, my that, top tip. I, I love it. I can't. I, can't, I cannot be happier that I Seriously, asked you. If you go go and have a look, you'll just be like, oh, all right, I get it. This is all really right, I will. special. I will. Okay. Thanks, Jenny. Love to okay. see you. <laughs> Bye. There you go. You see, sometimes you ask someone for a top tip and they will actually give you one. And my gosh, what a good one from Jenny Lewis. Joanne Callas, I believe that was the name. Try and, I'll try and put links to people in the show notes. But I, I emphasise the word try there. Again, if I mention someone and they have been on the podcast, I will tell you which episode in the show notes on the website. Most of you being regular listeners will already know how to find them it's not rocket science is it let's see who else is around Terry can I get a couple of sound bites out of you about the work <laughs> okay your career okay. Um, I won't um, interfere with the book signing process yeah. may I may I just grab yeah, this yeah. Very good to see you. Um, are you. Is this your first time at Photo London? Yes. How, how do you feel about it? Fab. It's a great show. Yeah. yeah. It's lovely to see these iconic images. Have you got a new book out, or are you just signing ones that already existed? They all exist. We've got a new one coming out on Led Zeppelin in a couple of months. Can you tell me a little bit about that one? That's all Led Zeppelin by me over the years. Yeah. They're a fabulous group. Yeah, yeah. We did Bowie. That's a great book as well. We've got a load of great books out. 
I will. Um, what about the prints? Um, uh, print sales are they quite, are they important part of your of yeah, your? Yeah, yeah, that's why we're here. Yeah, of course. This is, yeah, you know, this yeah, is what what the show is for. I mean, this is all about money. This place, twenty seven quid to get in. I was going to ask you. It's not. It's not exactly cheap, uh, cheap for, for your average punter. I just did a talk, and they paid to get in there. How much did they pay to get in there? The talks are thirteen quid. You're so you're looking at forty-two quid. Yeah. It's about two hundred calories, though. So they do. You do get your money's worth. Yeah. Well, you get to see a lot of work, but I, I just wonder if it's if it's prohibitive for photo fans, you know, who are just normal punters. Um, I think, as we've said, it is really very much about yeah. selling prints. What, what, any of your faves? I mean, oh, I love that, that Faye well, Dunaway Faye's picture. favourite, Sinatra, Bridget Bardot. Yeah. I mean, I love them all, really, but it's not, you know. Yeah. And uh, how's the memory? I mean, do you... Is it still... Oh, yeah, it's all, it's all... It still comes back to me instantly. I suppose the images act as a, a sort of uh, aid memoir, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I won't get Alzheimer's, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully. Touch wood. Oh, I'm sure you won't. Are you still shooting? No, there's nobody I want to shoot anymore. Oh, really? No movie stars, no pop stars, no singers, great artists. There's no Frank Sinatra's. That's true. Well, we got, you know, we got George Clooney's. Are they no good? Yeah, well, that, that's one guy. Right. I mean, once you've done him, you've done it. Yeah. So you don't feel like the kind of celebrity, the Hollywood elite, they're, they're not really no, there anymore? not anymore, no. I mean, cancer disaster this year. Yeah. I mean, it's all coming to a halt. I don't know. I saw it coming, but I mean, that's why I didn't shoot anyone. Right. I mean, it's nobody I want to shoot. Right. Amy Winehouse was the last one I went to do because she really had talent. Well, she, and she had charisma and she yeah, had all the star quality. She fucked herself up, so what can you do? Yeah, now that is a terrible tragedy. Um, in terms of the way that the, the business has changed, I mean, you've, you've been around, you know, from, yeah. from, for a long time. How do you, how do you, how do you feel you'd, you know, you'd be in this climate? Oh, for I hate to do it all now. I hate digital. I've just brought out a camera, like I've done my own camera with me signing the signed camera that's all film, that's hopefully film will be on its way back. Right, so you're, you're, you're a dyed-in-the-wool film guy. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Nice to chat, Terry. Thanks so much. Good to meet you, sir. Good to you. Thank you. There you go, Terry O'Neill. What can you say? Total ledge. Have you seen my new book? Sean Davey, have I seen what new book? Martha. Yeah, shut up, you. <laughs> I bought it, didn't I? Oh, did, you, did you like it? And it was Charcoal Book Club Book of the Month. How was it? Yeah, didn't you know? No. Well, there you go. I'm very happy It was. That. Yeah. No, love it. I love it. Do it's you? gorgeous. Yeah, really nice. Who's your gallerist? Michael Hoppin. Michael Hoppin, isn't it? Just Michael <laughs> Hoppin. Um, are they here? Yes, he's over there. And he's uh, an interesting show. And I've come across a new artist. And I've forgotten her name already. Uh, that's the trouble. I do that. But it's... Um, anyway. So it's kind of... Ins- it's made me think about another way of working which is always a good thing when you're walking around well it's, it's quite unusual to get any kind of inspiration from this so yeah well done apart from when I'm with you really that's yes. a nice thing to say um, outfits women <laughs> it's not an outfit ladies love it well, I just know, put clothes on good. can I just take that little Thank bit you. of cotton yeah. orange off your blue shirt please do <laughs> thank you very much
That's you have right. provided a very useful service to me. Lovely to um, see you in person. Yeah, you too. Um, Michael like Hopper. Yeah, how's that going with the gallery? It's quite a big one. Yeah, it's quite good. I've just been out in um, APAD with him. In APAD? New York. And that went well. It's all going swimmingly. It's going very well indeed. And I, um, I'm going to go for coffee now. Yeah, you should. Lovely uh, to hang out with you, Ben. Nice to see you. You're gorgeous and handsome. <laughs> I'm taking Thank that out. Please. Bye. I have left the building. I've officially exited Photo London, or at least the main event. I'm going to go down to Peckham, to uh, Peckham 24, which is one of the satellite events. It's a bit more down and dirty, I think, would probably be the way to put it. A few old buddies down there at uh, Peckham 24. Rhiannon Adam of uh, the last episode and Laura Panic, but uh, they've got a sort of group show involving images and bodily fluids and stuff I don't know it's going to be cool though I'll have to get down there and check it out Very buzzy atmosphere in Peckham. This is um, so this is Peckham 24. It's very sort of industrial down here. Um, for those of you who live in Kansas City, South London, very working class neighbourhood, but um, recently become slightly trendified and um, still very rough around the edges. But these um, kind of vaguely industrial spaces um, are being used for things such as this, which is a good thing. And uh, the main event, the main exhibition is in a big old space with various multiple rooms which is uh, where I've just been um, various different types of work on show there and um, lots of uh, kind of places to eat and drink and yeah it's basically a, an industrial estate pretty much and um, then they've also got a couple of these kind of uh, little um, houses which are completely unoccupied and uh, basically in a state of total dilapidation but they uh, they use those as also uh, exhibition spaces and um, that is where Laura and uh, Rhiannon's exhibition is let's have a look and I'll get them to talk about it these places are a freaking death trap someone's going to fall and kill themselves but uh, until that happens everything's fine I think Hi. Will you talk me through this and tell me all about it? You and Laura. She's there. Can you can you explain? Can you just like come on, let's talk to Come on, walk walk me through it. Hello. Laura Panic, Rhiannon Adam. Hi. I love them. Yeah. A lovely couple. Terrific to see you both. We are, we, our AKA is Pinky and the Brain. Yeah. Just so that you know. Who's Pinky, who's the Brain? Who do you think's Pinky? I don't know. Come on. What does <laughs> that even on. mean? Well, she's quite brainy. Uh, You're yeah. Pinky. <laughs> there we go. You're yeah. brainy too. So how did this all, what, what was the initial impetus for this? 
business here. This is a. Uh, as they I've tried really to explain. Liked urine. <laughs> no. There is some bodily fluids involved, which you're going to need to explain. Fluids. Go on then, tell us about it and tell us about the Peckham project, which I think was probably the starting point. Okay, um, so what's interesting about this project for us was usually um, you'd kind of make work and then it would be in a space, but actually because we knew we were going to be in this space, we were kind of responding to it the other way around. So we got the space and we thought we'd do something a bit kind of different. Um, and we started researching and Rhiannon came across the Peckham experiment, which was a eugenics experiment in the 1920s. 1926 to 1950. Um, and basically it was a kind of health experiment. I mean, Rhiannon would explain it a lot better than I will, but I'll explain it a lot quicker. Yeah, go on. So you, you do the short version. Let's go for the quicker. And I'll, okay. and I'll do the, I'll like, do the summary. fill in the gaps if there's anything glaring. I'll do yeah. the summary. She go can do the it. Wikipedia. Go for it, so, Pinky. <laughs> Thanks. Basic. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it was basically uh, looking at a one-mile radius of a centre called the Pioneer Centre, um, and that was um, set up as a kind of community centre that looked at how we assess health and it was looking at making the community healthy. Um, so people would um, sign up, it would be a leisure space, so they'd go to a swimming pool, they'd interact, they'd socialise, but also they'd be subjected to health checks. Um, so they'd see their doctor once a week and you know the doctor may say, right, you're ready to have children now. Or um, So um, we thought this was really interesting and um, we knew that we wanted to do something analogue based and we were looking at different processes and a lot of our kind of work involves shoving something in the microwave or ripping it apart or whatever. And we thought, well, these people had samples taken from them just like you do at the doctors. And we started looking at all the different ways in which we assess health. And we thought, wouldn't it be interesting if we processed film in samples? So um, we basically found residents within a one mile radius. Of the they original. had to live within the one mile radius. That was food. We were very ardent Strict about that. Very yes. adamant. Because we had a lot of like uh, people that wanted to get involved from, uh, was it Dulwich? Yeah, from outside, but we yeah. just said, no, you can't, sorry. Yeah. Well, also because the building that we're in right now is within the one mile radius. So we liked the idea that maybe the former residents could have been part of the Peckham experiment. Um, we don't know who they were or what they were doing, but this derelict house has been sitting here since that time. So who knows? Maybe they were part of it. So, yeah. And then we um, we kept the film uh, after we'd shot it. We took a sample from each person. So we were often on the overground carrying lots of jars of warm piss. Yeah, not very um, pleasant. Yeah, I was always worried about stop and search or something. Yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking, oh no. Well, I'm glad it was only pee. Well, no, no, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. No, we had blood. We had a stool sample. We got um, offered sperm. Yeah, we got offered sperm. I would have quite liked the sperm, not not for you know drinking or anything, but just you know. Why was drinking? The well, first I don't know because I was like, it made it sound like it was really dodgy, didn't it? It just sounded like, well, I'd like the sperm. Like, what you can do with it, Rhiannon? What you can do with it? Well, I would have liked to dunk the film in it. That's what I would have liked to have done with it. But um, yeah, we didn't get that in the end. Um, what else do we have? A saliva. Um, saliva is oh, yeah. really interesting. It looks really different. Mm, so yeah. they're different. That's what processes. we originally tested with. So it yeah. all started with um, me, Pete, like well, I spitting. I mean, it was quite a fun and day, wasn't it? Because there was like a dead mouse in my room, and then you just started yeah. spitting in a jar, and it just all went a bit west, and that's how it kind of happened. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then we thought, okay, what else do you test with? Um, yeah. And then uh, they so they, they sat there for about a week, and then we washed it thoroughly, or Rhiannon washed it thoroughly. Yeah, I did. Um, it was she, horrible. She was nasty. Brilliant. It was I nasty. Mean, I would not Laura was it. like, I am not going near those samples. I was like, okay, well, I'm just gonna block my nose and wear gloves, yeah. and uh, just hope for the best. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then, and then, um, I, I, we ought to try and explain kind of what the result is. But you've you've um, actually displaying the images on on light boxes or sort of X-ray viewers. 
and and it has uh, had a sort of effect on the actual emulsion, hasn't it? And it's kind of yeah, it's just kind of degraded it in some way, or it's kind of had a had a visual impact. No, they're just shitty prints. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Um, the good thing is about this though, because the space is so dusty, it's great. It's the one. It's the one time when we don't have to be like, oh my god, there's a speck of dust on the jewelry. Right. What are we going to do? Um, well, it looks awesome, and, uh, and you've got some samples. Um, yeah. Which I'm not going to get two. Before and afters as well. This is a before. This is we before. And this Great for radio. Ah. This is we okay, after, so, which yeah, you can see right. is almost turned black. Wow. Which is what so it's had a chemical the reaction on the f- yeah, with the film. Yeah, it completely destroys and strips. And depending on the colour of the sample after it's been in it for a set time, you can kind of tell from looking at it the sort of level of the damage it's caused to the film. So some people have obviously have had a very heavy night the night before. Um, they have film that ends up completely, completely stripping the emulsion. Whereas wow. other people... Often kids will end up with coming out with quite a healthy sample and it doesn't have much effect on the film. So there is a link between what we were doing and the actual... Whether you could picture health, whether you could create an image of something healthy, whether it was possible to... We're often photographing sickness, but is it possible to photograph wellness? Mm. And I suppose that this is almost like a spectrum of wellness or how well you look after yourself, how much water you drink or and we did like questionnaires as well which was really nice as well so we asked people kind of about their diet um, about their activities and what they considered health to be as well and I think like what really tied it up when we were kind of coming to a conclusion was like was would it be possible to create a portrait that's both somebody sort of inside their internal kind of self and then their external self Mm. hence the x-ray light boxes because you know that's always showing something that's internal that normally you can't see so we wanted to present it on x-ray light boxes also because there's no light in this space at all yeah. um, but we also and thought it was a nice interesting socket. one power socket oh really yeah we were oh my really gosh worried that we were so if you plug your phone in don't. is there going to be a f- electrical fire later <laughs> I hope not <laughs> well you explained that beautifully and you've put it together beautifully oh, and, it, and you and look it, super interested like for about genuinely yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying not to interject I'm trying to listen Great, well thank you so much for explaining and, and then when's it on till uh, Sunday night, and we're doing a talk on Sunday at two o'clock. Yes. Okay, so by the time this goes out, it's all it's all going to be over. But we'll find you. I mean, maybe there'll be another incarnation of it in future. We're intending on sort of carrying it on. Well, I know you, I know that you'll you'll be generating projects constantly because your you know your your creative juices are flying quite clearly. <laughs> okay. I, I hate that word. Juices. Yeah, I know. Well, I that, that word juices has especially loaded. Ooh, just tell the me, idea tell me of it. What, you, what like whilst we're here then? Like, what's your thoughts on Photo London and Peckham Twenty Four and Off Print? Because we haven't seen any of it. Because we've just been installing. Been been well, I sort of wobble on at length about this. Um, so if you listen to the podcast next Wednesday, you may hear some of my thoughts. But basically, I walk around going, "Oh, this is really freaking me out." Um, Why? Why does it freak you out? Because uh, the volume of imagery uh, on display at Photo London is is kind of overwhelming, and I find that my brain goes offline, mm. and I don't really get a chance to enjoy anything. So I'd rather see less and look at it properly than try and take in the vast spectrum of stuff. A lot of which is you know essentially not that interesting and depending on who you are i guess so you're more um, of a boutique man rather than going to big shops <laughs> yeah you could say that i guess <laughs> yeah if that's the analogy you can find amazing stuff in ikea but you could also just go into a shop that just sells tables sure but that's i don't have really to analogy i don't i've had a lot of prosecco <laughs> haven't yeah, slept where's I, mine I haven't, drunk my literally haven't slept for 24 hours either, right so. So you're, when you, if you actually give some samples later, we can see the, the impact yeah, that that has, exactly. and it we will go probably before. go extremely um, yeah. dark. 
should have done one before and after. That's what we should have done. <laughs> well, enjoy yourselves. I think you deserve to have a drink now. Oh, thank it's you lovely to see you. Thank you for talking to me. No worries. I'm listening to you. Always. <laughs> Right, that is me done with Peckham. That is me done with Photo London. I am going home to fall over. I hope it's been all right for you. Uh, it's been a bit bitty, I think, I feel, and a uh, bit chaotic, which is normally the case. But, you know, what are you going to do? This will have to do for this year. I'll try and do better next year. And uh, I'll say goodbye and uh, thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.